and welcome back to the Root Issues Podcast, where we're gathering around the table to bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. And today, we're actually going to be covering uh, what Steve had covered on Sunday, is how to change history for eternal good. But before we talk about that, we actually need to talk about, I know when this airs, it'll be the day after. But today is actually Pastor Steve Woodrow's birthday, and I've heard a few different numbers of how old you actually are, so I think you've done a good job of changing history in the fact that you, what what do you say, 32, is that what we said? Yes, 32. 32 years old, so happy birthday, Steve Woodrow, (laughs) if you're listening to this, wish him a happy birthday. Of course, this will be the day after. 58 is more accurate, but. <laughs> I don't Who's have counting? a birthday. Yeah. 58. 58 years young is what he really yeah. means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyways, I, I'm Brian Matthew. With me always is Pastor Steve Woodrow and Pastor Chris Henderson. And we're here every Wednesday to give you just a recap of what we talk about on Sunday, but really just a midweek jolt. If you've missed out, it's okay. Uh, we just want to give some encouragement, some uh, some thoughts on how this affects our lives, you know, as Chris is our, our youth pastor here at Crossroads, and I kind of deal with like younger families and kids. Um, so we're just here talking, uh, talking through some of the root issues that are occurring today. But Steve, do you want to just give us a little recap of what you talked about on Sunday? Yeah, I'd love to. <clears throat> Thanks, Brian. Um, yeah, Sunday we uh, we kind of are, are I'm putting a, kind of a, a, a bow around the first part of Revelation one chapters one through five. We're gonna take a little break in December. And talk about evangelism, talk about this wonderful, special gift, the greatest gift in the world. And then we'll come back to Revelation and jump into chapter 6 in, uh, in January. Um, so what we did Sunday is we looked at this, uh, this in chapter 5 of Revelation. We jumped ahead a little bit to chapter 8, Revelation, where it talks about the prayers of God's people um, being held before the throne of God. And uh, there's never been a, a move of God, a revival, a renewal ever in the history, um, whether you go in the Old Testament or the New Testament, Pentecost, without um, desperate prayer of God's people, corporate prayer of God's people coming together and, and, and praying and, and, and getting desperate for God to move and to revive the land. So we threw these questions out, and, and just to those of you out there listening to this, this big question of do we want change or transformation in our life? Let's just expand that. Do we want change? Or we, have we settled for just change rather than transformation in our life and even in the world? Uh, and change can happen. It's what man can do. It's what we can do. Transformation, obviously, is, is only possible by a move of the Holy Spirit in our life. That's what salvation is. It transforms us. That's Romans uh, 12, 1 and 2, uh, is this transforming work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, So we threw out this idea that change takes planning and action, but transformation takes desperation in prayer and obedience to God's word, the the word and spirit moving together. We threw this question out to everybody, even seekers, right, who are just uh, to really think about uh, their heart, their soul, where are they at, is are we just putting new clothes, right, over the same heart? In other words, we're just, we're just putting new clothes, you know, just changing the package. What we talked about, the iPhone, yeah. you know, is this just like a new camera? There's really no, no, no great changes. It's just a new package, right? And, uh, and, and boy, when we look at our own lives, is that what we're doing? Are we just kind of putting some new clothes uh, over the same heart? Or, or are we willing to really, right, undress, shall we say, to uh, be exposed before God in our heart and get raw and real right before people? Uh, and that is... Uh, takes place in our life as well as the the church and 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 us in ministry bringing the love of the gospel 
those uh, open doors, open hearts come, um, that transformational work is a response that God brings um, in response to his people who've entered into great desperate uh, corporate prayer. And we just talked about, just take a look. I mean, we can do all kinds of things in church. We can put a great rock show on. We can uh, gather a crowd for sure and do some great entertainment, speaking, preaching, all of that. Uh, but the question is, is where's the Holy Spirit? Is there actually transformation going on uh, in this place? And if you just kind of look at the church or you look in, in, in my own just personal experience, even in, in being in, in ministering in many churches, is that, boy, where the prayer meeting goes, the corporate prayer meeting goes, um, the power of God goes. And again, that's just proven throughout the Bible and th- proven throughout history of all great revivals. And so that's kind of the overarching question. Where's the prayer room gone in the mm-hmm. church today? So let's, But then let's bring that back individually into our heart. Well, where's, where's my desperation in prayer? Or has prayer just become this kind of nice little talking with God thing? Or is there a desperation? And have I joined forces with others locking arms in corporate prayer and just pleading for God to reveal his purposes so our prayers can get in line uh, with the purposes and the will of God? Uh, and that's when his power right starts really moving. Um, so just some of those big uh, things. I think of youth culture. I think of youth revival. Uh, again, throughout history, we shared some things on Sunday about the history all the way back to yeah. 1790, right? Yeah. That America was in desperate shape just even after our independence. And all the colleges began as seminaries originally. And the whole reason for the, the people coming over, right? A religious freedom. And, and uh, boy, quickly things fell apart. But as quickly as they fell apart, right, small groups of people in the church started gathering together to pray and to ask God to move into this land, and hence the Great Awakening came. And with the Great Awakening came all kinds of blessings into our country that we're still living under some of those, but as we know, they are quickly fading today. Uh, and so it's time. It's a wake-up call for us mm-hmm. as individuals and as a church body in America. Are we going to get desperate in prayer, restore the prayer meeting back to uh, its central place and, and see us get desperate for prayer. Because uh, without transformation, um, boy, what we're seeing right now is just going to be a tidal wave. Things happen quicker and quicker because of technology, especially with the younger generation. Uh, it, it's time to, to get on our knees. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like what you were talking about. Like when we talk about like Gen Z, our high school students, our middle school students, and younger, they are, they they crave change and they crave the new updates they're so fast to update um every not just app. young people that's older. Well, yeah, <laughs> not so much they lead the way like, the, the like cutting it. edge you know. like okay let's just keep it the way it was but you know and so they are just being programmed to hunger for change to look for change to see the fast fix and then you know when we look at transformation you know later on in the message you were talking that you know it's going to take you know desperation prayer and obedience like transformation is a longer process it has a more lasting effect and so yeah they have been conditioned just for that fast immediate change Mm. things trans you know just transforming just takes so much more time and they're just in a place of impatience and like you said even us in the older generation who's leading the way in what transformation looks like Absolutely. Well, and I think the funny thing about talking about youth, I feel like I'm, I've lived long enough to see that, you know, as youth, we, we seek change so much, but I see it in like trends, like trend, fashion, whatever it is, music. But it's funny how it always comes back. Like there's always cycles. Yeah. Like the change <clears throat> never really satiated 
the need for something to to be different. It's like, oh, we're right. gonna move on to the next new thing, but you know, kids don't understand that. It always comes in cycles because when you're just seeking change, you you can only go so far without the full transformation. And absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, no doubt. And I mean, I mean, on that, it's like you know, when we look at you define change as change can take you know can take action and can take form with just planning and action. And then when I look at the Gen Z and I, when I look at the way the culture is pushing things right now, there is a call to action, a call to engagement. Where when we look at transformation, you know, we're talking about desperation, prayer, obedience. Those things are actions, but they are a slower moving action. I mean, the cancel culture has moved like if there's something you don't like, cancel it out, jump on it right away. There's no time or space for thought about maybe what somebody said or questioning what they maybe called someone to. You know, it's just immediate cancel. And so (laughs) it's like taking our you know, even change to like an immediate thing. There, it has to be quick. There can't be any waiting. There can't be any thought. I mean, it's like I would say most people now, you know, just make change happen. There's very little planning. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just like, let's just move to action. And we're like, did you really think that one through right. before you jumped in it? And so that whole concept of just change, I think even us as adults and older you know, we are not really looking at what the culture is programming us to think and believe and putting that into a bigger spectrum of how does God call us to see transformation? How does God call us to see change? Yeah, one one of the verses I've grown up loving, Romans 12, 2, you know, it says, uh, do not do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Uh, and so yeah. even when you're talking about that, like, are we taking the time to, to say, hey, God, like, what, what is your will in my life? And, yeah. and really have that full transformation of our, renewing our mind. Like, what does that even mean? Absolutely. And yeah. I, I think that's, you know, it says it all, right? Uh, Romans 12, 2 there. And again, we've settled, right? It's so the culture, the power of culture today is so overwhelming. Screen time, all these things we've talked about that we don't have the margin, right? To, to, to get in touch with our heart and really uh, the issues of transformation that are the soul issues, right? We're mm-hmm. just so focused about putting the clothes, the yeah. new clothes on, the new dressing on uh, that we don't have time and we have not s- done great spiritual direction in helping people get there. That is what needs to be renewed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, but that can, it's not just, um, there's, we can kind of do that with some of our counseling skills, but boy, it's word and spirit, right? It's the truth, yeah. mm-hmm. it's the power of God that, and those things will only engage when God's people start calling upon him, right, right to, to engage us. And I think we were talking earlier, you know, I think we mentioned on Sunday morning too, this idea that, boy, this idea of settling, what happens is, and this can even happen for generations, is where we're at today, I think, with the church, is that so many people are living off podcasts, living mm-hmm. off a message or a book or some kind of production. Uh, they're living off secondhand experiences, mm-hmm. right? rather than a firsthand experience with God. Uh, and that that just br- robs. And so if that happens generationally, if your parents have not shared with you testimony, a firsthand experience with God, if somebody hasn't led you right by the hand in, in, into firsthand experience in prayer, in worship, in all these things, 
to experience God for yourself. And this gets back to, I think, one of the core issues for parenting is that transition went from child to teenager where we walk alongside them for that they can own their own faith. If they yeah. don't own their faith, they're, they're, they're not going to last. If they're just believing what mom and dad believe, it's going to, in this culture, it's going to get robbed quick. Mm-hmm. They have to own their faith. And they have to move from, oh, this is just what we've always done, go to church and everything. They have to move into firsthand. They need to be touched by the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Yeah. That is up to mom and dad. That is up to church and ministry, right, yeah. to make, dive into these kids' life and, and talk about, what? What's, where's the transformation have you met jesus tell me about how you what he's saying to you and not be quick to answer the question leave them right right, with hey what is god telling you well what do you mean well go pray go go hear from god and um we just have not learned because we are in a consumer culture and therefore that consumerism is brought into the church and we're just producing products devotionals all peppy little things we need firsthand experience and that only comes by seeking him in prayer with others and expecting the powerful hand of God to move mightily, right, in, in life. That's what renewal is. We're in yeah. a time of settling now. We're in a time of, of just regurgitating others' testimonies, which we need to, right? We need to build. Our faith should be built up by those testimonies. But if I stay there, I'm going to settle. I need firsthand. Mm-hmm. When I've heard uh, it said, like, if you can be talked into your faith, you can be talked right out of it. That's exactly you know, right. That's great. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a bumper sticker, Brian. <laughs> that's a bumper sticker. Uh, I, we can have those printed that. and yeah. shipped by next week. Um, we have no supply chain problems here. Uh, um, but one of the things is like as you're talking, um, what we have to really identify is that culture today has trained us to be secondhand consumers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Through social media, like, I mean, kids feel like they were there, they were present because of the stream and what they've seen. <laughs> they didn't experience it, they weren't there, but yet because they saw it on TikTok, because they saw it on Instagram, they saw it on Facebook, and let's be honest, none of them are on Facebook. Um, TikTok, Instagram, right. because they all subsidiaries of Facebook. Um, they feel like they've experienced it. And it's kind of funny because it's like our second statement in our family creed is we remember what God has done and we talk about it, you know? And so it is like, you know, Ambler's hitting an age and Samuel's hitting an age where it's like, give me your testimony from this week. What did you experience God do? Right. You know, well, Elaine and I and Ambler and Samuel can tell our stories. Carus and Bergen are hearing the past. What has God done? When did, God heal Ambler's collarbone, and, you know, when did he do this and that, and when has he saved our family? And so it is, it's like, you know, that we keep those four, you know, in the forefront, and then sure. training them up to like, all right, tell me how God moved this week it's great. in your life, so that they are developing their own stories. But the social media aspect, I think, is a big one, because as we ingest that, we're being trained and conditioned to live Mm-hmm. through a second hand. Absolutely. I mean, we have generations, multiple generations now that have been living off second hand, third yeah. hand, fourth hand uh, experiences. And, and therefore the young generation is coming up and it's, yeah. uh, they haven't been challenged right with it. That's renewal. That's revival. That's what, when the spirit hits the church again, that's what it, it's a fresh renewal. Revival means a reviving of yeah. the rea- a real manifest experience with, uh, with God. And, and that's what is so desperately needed. Now let's just face it. We all have settled at different times 
times. We all have desert times. We all struggle. Uh, but we should be in tune with that, right? Mm-hmm. Again, back to the idea of my heart. Am I just dressing yeah. it up? Am I just going to church? Am I just doing my quiet time and things? Or uh, am I willing to, willing to pull it back? And do I have people in my life that I'm able to honestly say, and this should be parent-child as well, as well, yeah. okay, you didn't hear God say anything. Well, let's, mm. let's press in. Let's yeah. press, let me help walk with you to God so he can speak to you rather than just, uh, right, my tendency is just to give the answer. Yeah, Here, right. Here's the right answer. Yeah. Uh, that's not transformation. That's yeah. just transferring information. That's not transformation. Allowing the spirit to come in mm-hmm. and to work and to reveal to our child or to a friend or to an adult who for decades, maybe they've been in church, but they have never really thought about, wow, do I have a testimony? Do yeah. I have a, right? Do I have uh, something to, to, to say, you know? And, and I thought, you know, this, more, this last Sunday, it's like the mics are open, you know? Yeah. We're talking about prayer and let's pray. And, yeah. and it's just like crickets, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that's not just, but it should be the church should be alive with, the, with prayer. The, the church should be, those who follow Christ, we should be alive to immediately bring prayers before God for mm-hmm. lifting up individuals, lifting up our country, lifting up our children. You just go down the list, right? Yeah. There mm-hmm. should be a burning inside us to, when we gather in church, to we lift praise to him and then we lift our supplication. We literally cry yeah. out to him in desperation, right? Uh, for him to move, you know the Spirit of God's moving when that happens, yeah. right? right? And that's what we need to to bring alive. You can't, you know, it's not like more information. It's it's God. You've got to move and awaken us to uh, to need your presence. And if I come to church or worship and I don't have a firsthand experience with the throne room of God, with God, and we all have times where it's, it's not, we're distracted, whatever it is, but that's how we should train each other for worship is entering into that place. Church should be a firsthand experience for everybody who knows Jesus in yeah. a midst of, of that of that time when i mean also like the the idea of a parent for a parent's perspective of interceding for your child uh we have a story from this past sunday at sunday school i had a girl come up to me um in one of our sunday school classes and just said hey mr brian uh i hear the devil in my head and like it was a, a crazy like oh my goodness moment uh, but it gave an opportunity for me to, to approach her dad and said, hey, hey, let's let's talk and see see how we can um, combat this because it's a very real yeah. war that we're we're dealing with, and it's not just like a oh we want you know success in our life, we want this cush, luscious like easy going life. Like our kids are are dealing with the spiritual warfare, um, and the fact that you know this this girl could identify uh, this spiritual realm was a good opportunity for me to talk to the dad and say, Hey, like let's join together. Like he, he's got a, a solid life group. And I said, go t- together right. and, and pray over your daughter, right. you know, pray the promises of the Bible. So she can experience the freedom that comes only through, absolutely. you know, uh, our savior. Um, but that's it, where it gets real, right? Yeah. If I'm living off secondhand experience and then when I'm, I'm, we're faced with, and obviously we've been talking suicide, yeah. all this crazy stuff that's going on right now that, uh, and we're just starting to reap the fallout of, mm. of this, this mm-hmm. COVID season. And so we got to be ready for it. And just more information, right, is not going to, right, right. You, we have to have the word empowered by the Holy Spirit, word and spirit. Uh, and, and that desperation, Lord, come be with me, right? Let's, we need you to step into this, you know, child's heart. We need you to step into this family and, uh, and to move and know how to intercede, right? And to call upon, get desperate, right, yeah. for God to move. Well, I mean, you know, just going back to some of the cultural trends, it's like, you know, they've really, you know, it's done studies on every time you hit like, you feel like you've become involved in the movement, but you've done nothing but liked it. And I think that is kind of like not in a, 
I don't want to like convict or slam anybody, but I mean, it's like, you know, I think we have been conditioned like, you know, oh, I hit like or this or that. And then, you know, when we talk or we hear people's struggles, you know, we're like, hey, I'll be praying for you. And that's almost like hitting the like button. It's releasing neurons that like, oh, I've done it. Exactly. You know, instead of actually stopping right then and there and say, hey, can we just stop and pray? That's it. Just five minutes, you know, just to go ahead and say, there's no reason for me to say I'll be praying for you outside of, all right, let's pray right now. Right. Take it to action because then it brings that encounter with God so much more clear and so much mm-hmm. more rear, real, which will then cause you probably to actually pray for them. You know, I'm not saying that our body or our listeners right. aren't praying, mm-hmm. but I'm like, we can always pray more. Absolutely. When, you, Steve, you talked about on Sunday, like transformation happens when we come with desperate prayer. Yeah. Right. And I think even Chris, I've learned from you, just like it's not a, a pleading or a begging God, like, please. It's like praying with authority right. and praying like that. The scriptures say that we, when we pray, we, we have, you know, full authority. And so I love Second Corinthians 10, 3, and 4, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Yeah. And, and when we talk about praying and, and going and seeking transformation, like desperate prayer, mm-hmm. like when, when's the last time I've prayed with desperation? Like, yeah. God... Like we need you to move. This is only yeah. three. And, and <clears throat> what should drive us to prayer in the first place is that I'm not desperate. Right. So mm-hmm. if I'm not, if I've settled, the only solution is I've got to go to prayer and start to ask God to revive me. Yeah. Right. And that renewal, when it starts in the prayer room, the corporate prayer time in the church service, when the church is praying together, it it, bl- it brings this is what mm-hmm. sparks right yeah. the, the greater the greater movement. Um, and I think back to you know we talk about Revelation, the bowls, the prayers of God's people before His throne move God's timing. Right? He yeah. does nothing without the partnership of our prayers. It's a pretty massive theological thing to get <laughs> yeah. our heads around. We don't have time to break that down. But as we talked about, it's kind of harsh. But the Scripture over and over again says not all prayers good to God. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If my motive is wrong, right? If I, uh, we go down the list of things, um, the righteous prayer of a pr- uh, the prayer of a righteous person, what? You know, so we, we need to make sure, right, that uh, for our prayers to get um, is we have to take some time, right, to be right before God. And somebody has to lead us. We have to do that in community, locking yeah. our arms together. I mean, I've always heard Derek talk about that, like, you know, when going after something and not seeing anything happen, he'd always say this phrase that I was just like, what? And he would be like, you know, I had to check in with God to make sure my prayers weren't hitting the ceiling. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like, they didn't right. make it out. <laughs> and so, yeah. And But, I mean, yeah, that's that self-reflection. But we are trained and conditioned that, you know, because we're hitting the like button, because we're getting likes, because we're seeing those things that, man, we just feel like we're on top of the world and nothing is defeating us when we are completely asleep. Yeah. Mm. That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, any closing remarks? I just close with uh, Luke 18. Everybody take some time in the first few verses there, one through eight. Uh, and this is the parable that Jesus told his disciples. He told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and never to lose heart. It's about the widow going before the judge. Mm-hmm. And she bugged and bugged him and, and until he gave her what she wanted, which is a pretty profound thing to say that Jesus is saying, keep knocking on the door, yeah. get passionate, get desperate, and God will respond. And he ends it by saying, when Jesus returns, will he find faith? Will Will he find desperate prayer on the earth? Uh, So that should, again, kind of peel back the clothes and have us as such really take a look at our heart and where we're at um, with uh, with crying to God in prayer. Yeah, I love it. 
Well, if uh, if you're listening and you just have something that's burning in your heart that you need desperate prayer for, we'd love to join in you with that. You can always reach out to us at rootissues at ccsman.com or on Sunday mornings, come find one of us, come find any of our staff or elders, and we'd love to to join with you in that in that pursuit. Otherwise, we'll see you next Wednesday.